Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's special show, we have the employment service team, and they're going to be talking about navigating employment and how they're working to lower that 70% unemployment rate. But also, we're going to be disbunking, banishing, dispelling some myths about hiring individuals who are blind or visually impaired. So you definitely want to tune in as our ES team breaks down barriers and breaks down those myths and gives you straight facts about what it is and what the capabilities of people who are blind is. So today, we're going to start with Miss Christy Russell. How you doing, Christy? Hey, Ray. Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. All right. Well, Christy, how long have you been at Bosma? What's your role at Bosma? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, well, let's see. Last week was my seven-year anniversary here oh, at Bosma. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I am the manager of this amazing team. I think my official title is Manager of Adult and Youth Employment Services. Um, but, you know, I, I've spent close to 20 years in general uh, in the field mm. of disability and employment um, prior to coming to Bosma. I was with the state vocational rehabilitation program for a number of years and in a variety of positions, my last one being the director of policy. Uh, so I, I've served on the Indianapolis Mayor's Advisory Council on Disability and had the honor of serving two mayors. So mm -hmm. I feel like um, this is this is my life <laughs> in yeah. a sense, um, is disability issues in terms of barriers to employment for people with disabilities, whether that's, you know, disabilities they've, they've had since birth or acquired through various life events. So uh, excited to be here and excited to have some, some conversation, right, about some of the things we see regularly and how to better help employers um, diversify their workforce. So thanks for, thanks for featuring us, Ray. Oh, no problem. Next, we got Natalie. Morning, Ray. Yep, I'm Natalie Weisenbach, and I have been here at Bosma for six years now as an employment specialist. Um, really just love getting our clients connected to great employment, uh, helping employers figure out how to navigate hiring individuals who are blind or visually impaired, um, and just enjoy watching people find their passion. All right. Mr. Matt. Hi, Ray. Uh, I'm Matt Edwards, and I'm an employment specialist here at Bosma as well. And I've uh, been in the human service field uh, for about 17 years. Uh, for about uh, 14 years here, I've been in the blind and visually impaired community uh, between uh, the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired and also Bosma Enterprises. Uh, so I've been in this role uh, about eight and a half years. And, uh, you know, we do a, a variety of things here in this department um, that we're all really involved with. You know, we work with uh, vocational rehabilitation uh, adults to uh, find work, go back to work, all that. Uh, we do the Ticket to Work program. We do benefits consulting. We work with our uh, rehabilitation uh, training clients at Bosma on career transition and things like that. Uh, we do the uh, Level Up program where Natalie and Christy and I uh, train uh, other job coaches and managers as well uh, throughout the states on, uh, you know, uh, 
becoming an employment specialist and doing what, doing what we do. So also work with uh, youth, uh, help uh, Aaron out a little bit at Avon High School. So uh, that's a little bit about uh, my role and enjoy the challenge and, and seeing people succeed. All right, sir. Mr. Aaron C. Hello, Ray. Good morning. Uh, yes, my name is Aaron C. I have been with Bosma Enterprises for, I think, going on five years. Uh, been in this role with the youth. I'm the youth employment specialist uh, with the ES team. I've uh, been doing this role for about two years, creeping up on two years, I guess. A uh, little bit about my role is I run the STEP program, which is our student summer program to help kiddos get experience working in different areas around the city and partners that we have um, at different work sites. I have about 50 plus kiddos on my caseload all around, you know, like Matt said, Avon, Brownsburg, a lot of Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. So just getting those kids to transition into the next step of their life, either college and or the workforce, uh, just trying to close that gap that you mentioned earlier of that 70% unemployment rate. So that's kind of what uh, I get done in here. So. All right. Sounds good. Sounds like a lot of experience out here on the line today. So uh, welcome to the show. But today's show, we're going to uh, dispel a few myths. But today's myth that we want to talk about, I know we have a lot of them, and I know you guys can attest to that. But today's myth, as you guys out here working and getting people uh, who are blind jobs, people always ask, I know the employers always ask when you bring a, a job coach in, are you hiring a job coach as well as that? person who was blind and what is the role of a job coach so i'm gonna start with you christy like what is what is a job coach and is this person a person that they're going to be hiring or do they have to uh pay benefits to <laughs> yeah it, it is funny we we hear this a lot and i think sometimes it's a like a hidden fear wouldn't you guys say like they may not come right out and say it but sometimes they'll you know they'll allude to well, we've only got, you know, one position or, you know, it's like, well, no one's really, no one's asking for two positions. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think there's just a common misconception about um, what a job coach or an employment specialist does. And I think that's the first point I would make to dispel this myth is that the term job coach, employment specialist, employment consultant, they're interchangeable. Um, it's not that there's different versions of assistance, you know, it just, some companies call it this, whereas another company calls it that. So when you hear those phrases or those titles, um, just know they're all really the same thing. Um, it's an individual who works for an organization that oftentimes specializes in some sort of particular disability. So in our case, you know, we specialize in blindness or low vision, um, and we're here to help an individual who lives with that particular condition and helping them try to figure out what's their next step for work. So, um, you know, call it what you want, but that's essentially what the role is. And these are trained specialists in their field, their field of employment services, their field of, you know, disability type. So in our case, you know, all of us are trained in how to work with someone with a vision impairment. Um, on top of just how to work with companies. Um, you know, a lot of it you can train over time, but I think at the end of it, like that's really the basic of the role, um, which sounds funny to even say basic of the role. Cause there's like a hundred things, right. You know, other duties is assigned. Uh, <laughs> would you all agree? Um, but I think, you know, when you have someone come in and, and say, this is an HR professional, who's never really experienced hiring somebody who comes in with a secondary person, 
it can be confusing, right? You're like, well, why, who's this person and why are they here and what are they going to do? And am I hiring them too? Yeah, I don't understand. Um, and I think that's where we have to break that down is that really our role um, is to assist the individual in explaining how they're going to do the job, right? Like it's not our role to tell the employer like, hey, here's what you need to do. You know, we're not, we're not the trained experts in that company. <laughs> we're right. just here to explain the how, you know, if someone uses technology or magnifier or whatever it may be, has a guide dog, you know, whatever that is, we're just here to talk about how, not well, the what. Does so informant services, so you guys are informant specialists and are you the same as a job coach or is that something different? I'm just trying to make sure I, I understand for my clarity. So you guys are- that Ray, it's Natalie, and it is the same thing, right? Okay. So a job coach may be a title at uh, one of at another organization. Um, it might be employment. You know, we're employment specialists That's here. Right. It could be. Um, I mean, there's kind of a variety of names okay. that uh, we get kind of put under. Coach. Uh, That's another yeah, career coach. coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I just wanted to tack on something, Christy. To what you were saying about um you know what you get with an employment specialist um in the training piece that yes we're there to assist the individual on the job um i i like to say i'm going to help that individual learn how to do their job with their vision loss right that's what i'm there for i am not going to train them on your actual task right you do not you do not want me to train somebody how to do a job of finance. <laughs> right? That's, I'm not you don't have that. a degree in finance. I, I do not have a degree in finance, right? That's not my strong suit. Uh, I, I work with people, right? Uh, but I'm going to help that person figure out how, you know, how are they going to do manage their spreadsheets or navigate the computer system, right? And work with the work with the employer on those types of accommodations. Um, so I think that's also a really important, very clear distinction um, of, of employers and clients both understanding where that where that line is of what I'm doing when I'm quote unquote training. Um, I'm really just there showing them how to do it with their vision loss. Um, but with that actual employer training the their employee, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, you're not there to actually show them how to do the job. We're trying to show them what we talk about accommodations and what accommodation they may need, things mm -hmm. like how to get back and forth, you know. What about yeah. any training they may need to get, you know, orientate themselves to the building or and orientate themselves to the uh, office area? Right. Well, I just, uh, I went through this uh, just this week. So I think, you know, being a, a, a job coach, employment specialist, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very person centered. Uh, to each person, because every, everybody, uh, I mean, we walk people through this entire process from day one, from, you know, obtaining a job, uh, whatever that looks like, if they need help uh, with job searching, uh, putting in applications, uh, you know, we uh, talk to employers, try to form those relationships, um, uh, you know, on, on the side, you know, how, however we can help somebody find a job is, is, what we do right as a job coach so uh but yeah i mean this week uh it was a new job site uh for me and uh to go back to your your question about o m and stuff like that 
you know, well, I guess, first of all, I had to, I had to really explain my role to this person's supervisor, uh, first and foremost. And, you know, for, for me, it's just about, you know, use me how you need, right. I'll be coming back in. I'll be, I'll be coming back in to check on this person. But, uh, you know, this week I spent two days on a job, uh, with somebody who's, uh, with no vision, uh, very new to the situation. And actually her job was created for her and they're still kind of working on how they're going to use her. Right. So my, my goal, uh, with the time I spent on this job was make sure she can get around, you know, it's a very pretty small work area. So, uh, so we spent a lot of time, uh, I've, I was an impromptu O&M instructor, right? Uh, <laughs> Sometimes that happens. <laughs> yeah, so, and it happens on every job site because uh, they're, they're not going to have their O&M instructor that they're assigned to on day one. It right. never happens. It's always mm-hmm. whatever. So my objective is make sure she can get to the break room, get to the restroom, knows a little her, her work area, which we accomplished. Uh, the second kind of objective. I, I wanted to make sure she had her, her computer, her laptop, and the accommodations were good. Uh, the VA is top notch when it comes to uh, accommodating people. They're not, it's, it's not something unfamiliar. So uh, by our second day, we had, um, you know, her, her laptop, she had JAWS, a uh, very good JAWS user. So, and, you know, her supervisor just said, hey, here's some links all about the VA, this and that, uh, just, just start going through getting yourself familiar. And, you know, I, I sat there the second day cause she was, you know, pretty independent. So, you know, at that time I, I told the, the job or my client, you know, what, what, what do you see? What's, what's, what's going on here? You know, how do you feel? And, you know, that goes on with, with any job site, uh, with anybody, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to fade as, they feel comfortable, you know. How, and, how long do you typically stay on the job? Now, how long do y'all guys usually you stay with that individual? It, it's it's person centered, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've spent, uh, you know, a month. I have spent a month uh, on a job site uh, with somebody, uh, I, and I've not seen some job sites. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, typically, I'm going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to pose to that job seeker. Hey, let's, let's, let, if you want me to go with you for a couple of days, let's do that. Let's see where, let's see how it goes. Right. So that kind to, does that take away from their independence or does, I mean, how does that affect them going, you know, forward? Does, how does people, you know, look at them at the job if they have someone there, do you get any pushback? You know, why is this person here? Are they helping her out on the job or, you know, anything like, does that, does that come up anytime or no? Oh yeah. It's like the bystander, you know, effect, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, first of all, for, you know, for a lot, I think, you know, a lot of people that employee may be the first person that those, those other coworkers have ever met or interacted with, with vision loss. So there's always that curiosity of, oh, they're blind, you know, and then that goes back on a whole nother topic of, you know, we talk about the word employment specialist being interchangeable. Well, so is the word blind, you know, blind does not always mean that they can't see anything at all, you know, but word on the street, you hear the word blind, you automatically assume that means they can't see anything. Right. So, so you're, they're, they're usually in, in awe, 
you know, like, oh, wow, like they can do that. Or, oh, I know blind people could do that, you know. So so you have the bystander effect. And then I think, I don't know, you guys tell me what you think, too, but. I have seen they, they tend, coworkers tend to be very embracing, you know, kind of just like, oh, hey, almost to a fault, maybe, um, oh, where it might be like, oh, hey, here, let me take you here. Do you need my help here? You know, whereas the individual's like, no, I'm good. But I think they come, I think they come from a good place, you know, and just looking out, but they're operating from their own knowledge or lack of knowledge, right? And just how do we, how do we, I think our role is, not only just for the individual and their manager, but I think educating a little bit naturally to those bystanders, you know, the coworkers and Hey, it's okay. You know, yes, they, they can go to the bathroom by themselves. Now you might need to show them how to get to the bathroom. Like you would any other new employee who doesn't know where the bathroom is, but no, you you don't need to go in with them. Um, (laughs) I I have been asked that question before. (laughs) Multiple times. That's not a one-time question, guys. That's a multiple. Or how will they eat their lunch? Like, you know, how will they eat their lunch? Well, I mean, they, they ate breakfast before they came today. You know, they ate dinner last night, but, but again, it's, it's all in good faith, right? Like nobody's coming at it. I think from like a negative mindset, I think it's a general like curiosity of how, how somebody does it, but then they don't want to ask the individual yet, you know, cause that relationship's still new. And so I think sometimes we fill that role for them that they feel comfortable asking us or observing us, you know, Hey, Hey, are they really doing that with no sight? You know, is that, is that right? right. Um, but you're, you're definitely going to have that. And then usually over time, I know for us example, like I'm sighted. And when I came to Bosma, it, you know, this was my first time working alongside, this number of people who are visually impaired, uh, you know, my own direct supervisor is, is visually impaired and what that looks like, you know, and now I forget sometimes (laughs) that my coworkers can't see what I'm talking about or doing, you know, just because they're just, they're just my friends. Now they're my, my coworkers, almost like a family. You, you don't, you don't see for lack of a better word, you don't see that vision loss anymore. They're just your, your coworker. Um, and I think that happens naturally in employment sites too. Yeah. So that so um to really to, to dispel that myth right there, you're not hiring someone extra when you're hiring a person who is blind on the job. So actually, so Bosma, so far as with the job code, you are actually um paying. We're not paying anyone to come in, you know, to assist that person. That person is um that's all through Bosma, correct? So Ray really how that works for us is that our clients come to us from vocational rehabilitation. And so that client is fully supported um, through that state program. Um, So any employer is not having to pay additional fees for employment services. All of that is taken care of through the state. Um, And the really great thing about that is that if, uh, you know, let's say that you're a small company um, and, and you have an employee that needs some accommodations that, maybe you just really reasonably can't afford, that program may be able to assist you. Um, And so having that connection there already uh, just helps speed up that process for that piece for your your new employee. Um, And so there is no out-of-pocket cost to an employer at at all for for our clients. Okay, Mr. Aaron C. What's up, Ray? 
All right. I want to leave my step. I'm going to leave the step children out. <laughs> oh, no. I just, you know, I just laugh because I've been on the other side. Natalie was my employment coach. She just kind of threw me to the fire. And one day she was there, and the next day she was gone. And it was it went smooth. So, and that's why I've been so long. I think it was fun. I'm glad hey, I, think- I wanted to hear your experience. I mean, I know you just, I mean, you went through it not too long ago. So just tell me how, how was it, you know, working with employment services and really finding that job and being able to. Yeah. Be- uh-huh. Yeah. Um, from the other side, it, it's a nice uh, safety net. I mean, uh, they're going to ask you to do, you know, the due diligence of getting your resumes and everything ready. Like they're not just going to be there to hold your hand. They'll help you if you ask, but. They really want to see the independent factor of being a person with blindness or vision loss. Um, so, of course, Natalie and Matt and the ES team, they're going to help you as much as they need to. And they're going to give you leads and they're going to expect you to do work outside. It's not just you show up one day at Bosma and you have a job the next day. Like you still have to be independent, um, do your research, apply. But if you need assistance, you know, that's what they're there for. And then, uh, on site, you know, they're just going to make sure mostly the accommodations are met and there's no safety issues uh, or any barriers that you might overcome. Um, and then they're pretty hands off. Um, and I, I, I liked it. I thought it was really nice. Uh, it kind of felt like I was being co- that they're employment coaches to me and I get called a career coach all the time. Uh, but Natalie was pretty hands off. And if I had any questions, she answered right away. Other than that, I just had a earn my keep <laughs> and uh <laughs> earn my earn my I started as a temp so I really I was at the bottom of the I mean I was right, at the bottom right. of the barrel <laughs> uh so I had to work extra hard to get where I'm at now I think people forget that I came from the bottom of the barrel throwing throwing uh, boxes in the back of a truck <laughs> uh all the way up to working with the kiddos so um yeah it was a good good experience man how was it working with the young, um, you know, juniors and seniors? How was it um, trying to find them gainful employment over the summer? And really, uh, what type of career are they looking for? Oh, man, it's it's way easier than what Matt and Natalie <laughs> uh, As soon as you bring up the youth and kiddos, man, people open their doors right up. They're like, oh, yeah, bring them on in. Like, oh, yeah. You're going to pay them. You're going to cover all the liability. Yeah, let's let's let them play with, you know, sharp objects like uh, <laughs> they give them all the opportunities that they want. So, yeah, it's great. We have, you know, at average, at least seven to eight work sites that um, are very, very open to having kiddos of, around. And it's, you know, back to back yearly customers that want us to bring kids in during step um, and and give them opportunities to work and show. And it's great to be out in the community. You know, we all have our little network of blindness or low vision uh i always joke with my kids like i've never seen a blind person before i i knew about bosma i'm like yeah i think they're like day walkers we must blend in with the sun i don't know uh, <laughs> so it's kind of at night yeah. <laughs> yeah right uh we don't come out at night and we blend in with the sun and, and now that i'm visually impaired i i'm like oh, i see blind people all the time i see people that other people don't realize are blind and it's kind of funny but uh Getting those kids out in the community is, is man, it's awesome. It's great to see a kid succeed um, from a point where they didn't think they were going to be able to work, and then they get out there and they have their career coach with them that we hire uh, during STEP that's usually pretty involved with the school. Um, and same thing, you know, they're just there for safety, and if they have any barriers or accommodations on the site, uh, they're just there to give recommendations. So, um, And then, you know, just talking to these kids about the next step, uh, I didn't have that when I was going out of high school. I honestly, I had 
we still had my vision then. So I was like, I'll probably just go to the military. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what I want to work, but I could probably shoot a gun or something cool like that. <laughs> jump out of planes. Uh, but, you know, the vision had a different path for me. So, uh, and you get a lot of kids that it's pretty funny. You know, you get a lot of YouTube. They want to be YouTube famous and oh, yeah. that. Got to redirect them. Um, I'm like, yeah, that could be like a hobby or a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But like, let's let's think of a uh, plan A, and then we'll have plan B and C with your your YouTube and your rap career, or you know, being a superstar <laughs> artist uh, in some degree. Everybody so. want to be a stoop celebrity nowadays. Right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And I yeah, I encourage it because I'm like, hey, don't yeah. forget about me if you know somehow you you break the charts and you know you become a millionaire. <laughs> Right, right. about Mr. A that, you know, didn't crush that dream. Don't, he yeah, don't, always, don't all the way dismiss his dream. Man. Yeah, he might come back and remember you. you right. Know, when I'm Osmond too, so, you know. Yeah, when I'm 50, some of these kids might be making millions. I, my bank account's always open, so. <laughs> hey, Aaron, is, it, is it me? Is, is it me or this? Every time someone sees someone who is blind outside, they always think I know them. Even though I can't yeah. see what they look like. Yeah, outside, right? I'm like, do you know? I'm like, I don't even know what he looks like. Like, pull up to him, man. Come on. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. Like, I go to a big gym uh, on the south side, and there's another in- individual with that comes in with a cane, and they're like, "Oh, do you guys work together?" I'm like, "No, I don't." He's like 50. I'm I'm just 29. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, but I guess they think we all just yeah we hang all... out in the same area. <laughs> Aaron, but you nailed it. Can I, cause I, I actually, as we were chatting, I, I wrote that down, right. That that's the thing I think I hear most from employers is, oh, we don't, we don't have any jobs here that blind people can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You do guys. You have lots of jobs. See all these jobs you have posted blind people can do those. So yeah. 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 I, I think that's, that's just another one of those. Uh, not everybody who's blind is going to come work at Bosma. Yeah, we hear yeah. that a lot. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love you. Come if you have the skill set, we have job openings, please apply away, right? Uh, but no, we are looking for those jobs out in the community. Um and you have you have jobs. Anything that you're hiring for, somebody with a visual impairment can most certainly go do that job. Um well, talk to them about that. What type of jobs can people who are blind, have you seen them do? I know we know what we can do, but just, just give them a few jobs, I mean, that people who are blind can do that they may not think that we are able to achieve. Probably the coolest thing I've ever seen was um, a restaurant manager. Uh-huh. And uh, this guy had, he had a little tiny pinhole vision, you know, peripheral vision, but for the most part, you know, totally blind, right? And uh, so, I don't know, we, I remember going into the interview and we, I uh, loved cooking, had those skills, we were, that's what we were there for. And after considering this guy's experience and everything like that, uh, you know, he's like, oh, man, I got a, I got a shift manager job open. We're kind of like, whoa. Um, so they were on board with it, wanted to try it. Uh, this at the Marriott East the ho- uh, hotel over there. And, um, you know, to watch this guy, uh, you know, we, he, we, it was a, le- a learning curve. We had to learn the dining room, learn, uh, you know, where all the tables were, stuff like that. We kind of numbered him and everything like that. And, you know, it, it was, you know, he had to re- rely a little bit on uh, the wait staff to 
uh, give him give him a few visuals, you know, what's what's going on and everything like that. But, uh, you know, he'd walk around with his cane and his sunglasses and talk to the patrons. And, you know, uh, he was able to, hey, can I get you a refill? You know, can I take a dish? That sort of thing. Uh, but then also just kind of be the supervisor. Right. You right. know, he had to, it was his shift to supervise. So that was the coolest thing that I've seen. But I mean, really, I mean, we've we've put people in every situation possible. I mean, if uh, the, the accommodations are there, uh, if if, you know, uh, that job can be done uh, one way or another. I mean, anything's possible, really. I think the thing about him, too, goes back to the the point that like with him, he was a trained chef, wasn't he, Matt? Right. Like yeah. he had gone through Yeah. So he was, I mean, trained to be a chef, like had done all the culinary school and all that. And I think that that speaks to Natalie's point is that when people come into our program, you know, we have no idea what their career was prior to losing their vision. Um, you know, we have everybody from, you know, entry level, like Aaron's students, you know, first job ever to, very high professional careers, because I think that's the thing with blindness is not everybody is born with their vision loss. Um, you know, I think we see a lot of people who acquire their vision loss later in life, whether it's, you know, a genetic condition that decides that today is the day that it's going to show up. You know, they don't even know they carry this gene. Um, they go from sighted to fully blind. You, you know, we, we've seen that happen. We've seen car accidents, you know, I mean, you just, we have to understand that this isn't something that is just like a subgroup of people. I mean, this could happen to anybody through anything, you know, and I look at all of us, it's like, well, here's what I'm trained in and specialize in. This is what I would be looking to do. If I lost my vision and wanted to go back to work, I wouldn't be incapable, right? Like I, I may be visually impaired, but I'm not experience impaired or educationally impaired. You know, I think there's just, a, that's one of what I see, I guess, as, a lack of awareness and education in our community is that these are everyday people who went to college or didn't or were trained or did this or did that and then something happened to their vision but they still want to go be who they were you know in terms of their their interest and their capabilities so when it comes to blind jobs you know we we joke about it but that that question comes up a lot you know what do blind people do or where do blind people work and i'm like all around, you know, we don't question when somebody just wears regular glasses. Right. So it's like, why do we have to question that they use a magnifier? You know, I just, there's just so much societal stereotype that's still there. Um, and I don't think it's any, you know, I don't think it's unique to vision laws. It's, I think it's for disabilities in general, that there's just a lack of understanding that there, there are more than one ways to do things. And I think mm -hmm. it applies on the job too. People just don't know what they don't know until they actually uh, have to come um, into inter interaction with the person who was blind or visually impaired. And one thing about blindness or um, other disabilities, it can happen to anyone. And I think that's what scares a lot of us um, out here. So before I let you guys go today, tell me one uh, fact about blindness, um, you know, about what people do on the job for our screen readers, accommodations. So just leave us with one uh, nugget of knowledge today that employers could actually uh, go back and maybe even research? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Great question. Let's see. This is like the hot seat for the ES team. Okay. So here's my thought, because I think you two are probably going to hit an accommodation. And I think an easy win that employers can take back today. 
um, would be to go through and make sure that your job applications are not um, inadvertently counting out people with disabilities from completing applications. And so what I mean by that is, um, is your application accessible for somebody who is visually impaired? Um, and also, are you asking the right questions on there? Do you have the right level of uh, education requirements? Or are you like putting in your, your top wish list, right? Um, do you really need a master's degree? Could you just have a high school diploma to do this job? Uh, do you have to have a high school diploma to be able to complete this job? Um, and also the other one that really scares off our uh, individuals specifically is when you ask for a driver's license. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like you require it, right? right. Um, and so I always say, you know, maybe put state ID there uh, unless you were specifically requiring this position to drive. Um, transportation is something that our individuals are going to figure out and have figured out. We've already worked with them. Um, Aaron, I'm going to pick on you for just a second. Uh, his oh. position requires him to drive, uh, and to be mobile. He is out in the community, um, various different places almost daily. Uh, he does not have a driver's license. Aaron, I don't want you to drive me around, buddy. <laughs> but you already know I have a Honda. Uh, yeah, no, not not rolling that with you, bud. I'm but I know that. But that he's sorry, sorry. What was that, Aaron? I said I'm waiting for Ray to get me that Tesla discount. Oh lord, <laughs> that's what we're waiting on them them, them um, electronic vehicles. I'm self driving. I'm autonomous. Well, and I think that would be, that's my fact, like bouncing off Natalie there is as Aaron's supervisor, you guys all, anyone knows me knows I hate to be labeled as that, but I never question, you know, when, when I interviewed Aaron, I was very clear about the expectations for this role. You know, the role is a remote role essentially, because you need to be in the schools. Um, of course we have a landing spot here at Bosma, but the, the nature of this role is for him to be remote in, in these schools. Um, so I explained when we were interviewing, you know, Aaron had already seen the job description, obviously, because he applied. So he was already well aware of the type of position that he was applying for. And so when we interviewed, I never had to even ask a question about, well, Aaron, now you see this report, you know, or this job, you're going to have to be remote and, you know, how are you going to get around? You know, no, I didn't need to even think about that because I'm assuming Aaron read my description. He's very clear on what the job entails. Now I touched on that. That is a requirement that you're not going to be, you know, business-based because the, the job itself should be remote, but never once have I, and I mean, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never, it's never crossed my mind, nor have I ever asked Aaron, okay, Aaron, now today, are you going to get to the school via bus or are you going to get to school via Uber or, you know, no, I just trust that Aaron is doing his job, yeah. you know? And it's like, as a sighted person, no one that I have ever worked for has ever said, okay, well, um, are you getting to work in a V in a car or a truck or someone driving you? No, they just expect that I am, at my job site on time and do what I need to do. Right. So, and, and even when I have to be out in the community, nobody's like, okay, well, how are you going to get to that meeting today? Right. No, it's about understanding that we just put some, I think there's just so many barriers out there that don't need to be. Um, 
and instead just focus on what is actually necessary for the job. So mm-hmm. I don't know, Aaron, if you wanted to add like, you know, anything to that, I, I, I hate talking about that experience without including oh. him, but no, I mean, it's, it's realistic. And that I was thinking of a tidbit to add and it kind of fits right into that. I see, I feel like failures on the work site when you're with a person that's blind or visually impaired, they automatically think it's because of the vision. And I'm like, the same people, the same people that have sight have done that same failure. So don't just automatically assume it's because of the vision loss. Um, everybody fails in certain areas and, you know, they're going to struggle with certain parts of a new job. Um, comfortability. I've been in this role for a year and a half and I'm still not, you know, hundred percent comfortable in it. Uh, I learned something every day. So it's like, what I would like to see from employers, like right away, don't grab my hand. Like, let me work through it. Um, you you've seen people with sight fail at the same thing uh, and you let them work through it. So I'm here to learn. And if it is accommodation issue, then, I, you know, we can work through that together as me, the employment coach and the employer, but uh, don't be too quick to help, you know, let people fail to a rate of, you know, don't let them hurt themselves, but um, let them work through that process because uh, it's a learning experience for everyone involved. Um, but yeah, going back to the remote thing, yeah, I'm always in an Uber somewhere. Uh, I got my <laughs> GPS to stay safe so I don't get, you know, kidnapped, but I'm pretty big. So I don't, I have never been <laughs> almost kidnapped. Uh, I've been dropped off at the wrong spot, but you just got to stay calm and uh, whip out the phone and the cane and blaze the trail and see see where it takes you. And you, you find door 18 when you get dropped off at door eight, you know, it's, it's okay. Uh, you just got to stay calm. But yeah, I think... Uh, Remote's not just working from home and behind this computer screen. Uh, I'm a road warrior. I think, I don't know if that was the actual title on the application. <laughs> it might've been uh, a road warrior, but yeah. I definitely Maybe we don't. need to update it. Is that what you're yeah. suggesting? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I don't, I didn't stray from it by any means. I was like, yeah, you know, I like to travel. So I've been all over uh, and I go to at least 10 different schools and half of them are under construction. So it's always a learning curve. <laughs> uh, be remote for sure. So, so if an employer wants to get um, in contact with uh, Bob with ES team, how do they go about getting in contact with you to learn more? If someone is interested in learning more about our services and wants to, uh, you know, find them some gainful employment, how do they go about contacting? Absolutely, I think the easiest way, and I'm sure you can probably put some stuff in the show notes, but. Oh, yeah. Um, our website is www.bosma.org backslash center. So that's B-O-S-M-A and then .org and then center, C-E-N-T-E-R. That's going to show you the variety of programs that we offer here at Bosma Center for Visionary Solutions, including employment services, as well as our youth programming. It's a great place to start. Lots of great contact information. Um, so I would suggest that that's probably... The first place to go, but I always welcome anyone to email me directly. And as a team, we process any requests from employers or individuals and help make sure everybody gets to the right spot. And my email is Christy R at Bosma.org. And that's K-R-I-S-T-Y-R at B-O-S-M-A dot O-R-G. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for coming on. The first episode, the first month of us uh, vanishing these myths about hiring individuals who are blind or vision impaired. And I hope that uh, individuals, employers have actually learned something about the capabilities of those um, in the blind community and um, know that they can do a lot uh, once given that opportunity. So make sure that you are following us on all social media platforms. 
Definitely subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and SoundCloud. And we're going to be back next month talking about disability awareness month. So you definitely don't want to miss those myths that come up with disability awareness and things that we're going to be talking about next month. So thank you, team, for coming on the podcast today. And I'm, I'll talk to you guys next month. Thanks, Thanks Ray. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. Thanks.